Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Not bad, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was on the laptop and uh, we did uh, Actor and Actress Spotlight Episode 2 and we did Walking Dead 9B preview, I did that with David and I thought, hey, I'm still kind of in the podcast mood so we'll do the uh, Gaming Talk podcast today instead of tomorrow, plus tomorrow I'm seeing a film so that could kind of separate that podcast and then Star Trek is on Friday so I'll separate that podcast into a different day. Uh, what have you been playing this week? A uh, little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I got into the uh, public beta for Anthem, so I got some good time in on that. I can definitely see how that would be fun for some people. Um, so did you say the Anthem beta? Yeah, the Anthem yeah, okay. beta. Sorry, I misheard you. Uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun for some parts of it. The uh, running around, flying around like Iron Man definitely had its appeal. Okay. Uh and I really can't judge the whole game based on that because they intentionally had it like as a vertical slice of the game. Uh, I can tell you that it very much felt like uh, Destiny, like the first Destiny. Mm-hmm. It was very looter shooter, go over the same places, do the same things. And at least in the uh, um, the public beta that they were doing, uh, we didn't really get a chance to just like roam around and float around and do other rando stuff. It was very very scripted in terms of, uh, um, you know, you, you were forced to matchmake in a team of four when you were actually doing something. And, you know, if you weren't in a mission, you were in a very, very limited hub world. Uh, you had big glowy things that would drop from enemies, and then at the end of the mission, you would turn into gear with slightly better numbers. Uh, so I was getting a lot of Destiny 1 vibes from it. Not to say that that's bad. I mean, that was a decent enough game. It was just one of those things that, uh, you know, I, I'm i kind of done with the grinding aspect of pretty much any video game. So Yeah, and it seems like more of these, not, I'm not calling Anthem a Battle Royale game, but that sort of Battle Royale-ish, Division 2, Anthem-ish, Fortnite. You get what I mean? That kind of game, um, they will tend to have their... Uh, grindy type of feel uh, and we talk, we'll we be talking about another one here in a minute um, yeah and even with the first division they, it did have the, the perk of when you know an enemy dropped a weapon or whatever <clears throat> you could use that weapon th- at that exact moment yeah. you didn't have to you didn't, clo- you didn't collect a glowy shiny you know ball of destiny that <laughs> turned into gear when the mission was over mm-hmm. but like I said once I figured out how to do the flying around thing zipping around like Iron Man was you know tons of fun Cool. So, so if if there was to be like an Iron Man game, which has been rumored in the past, I mean, tons of gaming stuff has been rumored in the past. Well, there was there but... was an Iron Man game when Iron Man One first came out. Oh yeah, there was the was that the tie-in game? That was semi-tie-in-ish, but it yeah. was still a fun game. They regardless. did one for uh, Captain America and Thor, I think, as well. Uh, so yeah. Um, do did you ever play that that one? I tried. I just couldn't get the hang of it. The controls were just never there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, yeah. the controls were very much there for uh, Anthem. So, I mean, I'm still not going to play it, but that's not because of anything that the game is doing itself. It's more of just my desire to not, you know, so, be in that kind of scenario. So what were you what were you playing? Just, like, multiplayer bits and pieces? No, you were doing missions. It was okay. just, um, it was a mission that, you know, followed the storyline but they intentionally cut out all the storylines, so you don't know really. You don't really know why you were doing what you were doing. You were just doing it. Okay, so you just um, left the gameplay. 
parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. What did the shooting feel like? Uh, it was very kind of there. I mean, it wasn't bad per se, but it just, it never felt like it was doing more than it needed to. Okay. What what sort of weapons were you using? Uh, just, you know, I mean, it had its mix of, you know, shotguns and uh, uh, sniper rifles and assault rifles and things like that. Okay. So based on what you played, how well do you think this game will, will do? Uh, I think it'll do okay. I mean, it's definitely in the realm of not bad, which is sad that you actually have to say that, but, you know, um, it's not bad. It's not a bad game. It's just it wasn't what I wanted out of a game. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it will probably find its its audience. Um, and this is, yeah, this is from Bioware, and it's so the dialogue Mass Effect people. Mm-hmm. Um, see what I mean? Like, an... When you put Iron Man together, you put Bioware together, you put AAA budget together, and EA together. Um, it seems like on paper it should work, but you know, uh, not everything that's on paper works the the way it looks like it should. Um, but I'm just wondering. I'm still just wondering, like, what sneaky thing EA is gonna maybe try and do. Um, and they've also said, um, yeah. Uh, and, and what they're sort of going to do with that, but um, hopefully there's nothing. Hopefully this game comes out and, and does well. If it if it is good and does like deserve the praise or whatever, uh, but it will have its players for it. Mhm. Absolutely. But yeah, it will it will have its player base and and that sort of thing and the people that do you know the Twitch streaming and and all that kind of stuff. So it'll have its audience and it, it's getting a little bit to a point where uh, you know you got your division, your your um. But um, people still play Battlefront 2, I think. Your Fortnite games, uh, PUBG, all those sorts of games is like getting more and more and more of them. Um, I think it's just going to be a case of like, uh, you know, you've got your options, and I assume even if you only pick like two of them and you switch between them because of of different various options, um, they'll all just have to find their own crowd, I suppose, um, and uh, try and sort of. You know, because if one player base, let's say, let's say Anthem comes out and Destiny 2's player base drops off because you know Anthem is is successful, it only it will only cause Destiny or any of these other games like Fortnite or whatever, um, whichever one loses the the player base, it'll only cause them to have to strategize and and uh, try and just compete and and do something new and fresh to to bring those players back. And there might be players that will jump between like three or four of these games because they'll be like full time. Tr- Twitch streamers and that'll be just what they do so mm-hmm. um, yeah uh, out of all those types of games which one is kind of your favourite at the moment uh, I don't really have a favourite I'm actually mm-hmm. really looking forward to I'm looking for a game rather uh, that's why I jumped into the, the public beta I was kind of hoping that this might be the game mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately it didn't really pan out that way um, the only game the only two games that I'm really kind of looking forward to are the Outer Worlds and um, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah, as everybody knows, I've been gushing on and on about that game. Um, but past that, um, I'm really you know, kind of in search of a, of a game that'll just suck me in and just make me like to play it. I mean, I'll st- I still play Fallout 76 from time to time, and I still do Overwatch from time to time, but it's nothing that I have the need to play consistently all the time. Okay. Um, do you mean just in terms of like multiplayer stuff, or are you talking single player narrative stuff as well? Either, either. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, because I think for you, you said Cyberpunk before, and for me, it's Lost of Us Two, or Lost of Us Part, whatever you want to call it, Lost of Us Two. 
um i would say crash 4 but crash 4 isn't actually confirmed or even whatever yet um but from confirmed games and stuff last of us 2 is absolutely my most anticipated and neither of us have any idea what year even either of those games will come out so um yeah we shall see what happens uh so anything else that you've played you want to talk about uh, nothing that I I did do a little bit of that uh, um, the the first uh, free to play game for Xbox Gold and it's it's being generous to call it an homage to Castlevania it is strictly a rip off of Castlevania. What what game are you talking about? Uh, I'd have to look it up. It's it's that unmemorable, but it's a eight bit two D side scroller where you've got a whip and you beat up zombies and vampires. It's literally Castlevania two. Dead cells. No, not Dead Cells. Let me look it up real quick. Free, I'll try. Free to play. No, not free to play. Okay. The games with gold. The free games with great gold game. Okay. Um, interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. Bloodstained Curse of the that's, Moon. That's the one. Yeah. Um. So you didn't like it? It was all right. I mean, I mean, I grew up playing those games, so I can't say that you know it's not anything that I wouldn't play. It just it wasn't original enough for me. I wanted something more original than that. Okay, uh, but speaking of Destiny, Anthem free to well not free to play. Anthem definitely isn't free to play. Neither is Destiny. Uh, those types of games. Um, Titanfall dropped a new game this week, sort of Titanfall. Because it's interesting. What I wanted to try and do with this episode is because I didn't get to play Anthem because I went to play it on PlayStation. And they asked me to subscribe to Plus, and I said no. Um, and then I thought that you would, would probably play it, and you did. Um, and then a new Titanfall game came out, a free-to-play Battle Royale, uh, game, which is called Apex. Um, there's no actual Titans in the game, at least as far as I know, uh, unless you have to do something crazy to unlock them. Um, the game's got, like, you basically choose from, I think it's like eight, roughly? I didn't count necessarily, it might be between, like, eight and ten, sort of, um already created characters that have like their own special ability a bit like overwatch you know how you'd, you'd go in there and you'd pick a character they've already been created established have names whatever um and i picked the one that had the grapple and the zipline um it's essentially titanfall but battle royale and uh free to play um and there's really not much else to it a lot of people have compared it to um blackout which is black ops 4's black ops 4's um battle royale thing which i only played about 10 minutes of when i rented that game um so i don't have too much to really compare that with necessarily um i mean it kind of has the same feel uh it very much feels like titanfall though um this apex game um and did you ever play either of the titanfall games i played some of the first one i couldn't really get into it because just the switching of the mechanics between uh being in the Titan and being yeah. it, you know, uh, the human never really clicked. And so the gameplay never really clicked for me. It did feel me. a little bit unbalanced in that way. It's like, okay, you kind of want me to get in this Titan, but I can also get out of it and shoot, and I can have my other Titan follow me or stay there. I get what you mean with that. Um, what they've kind of replaced that with is, you know how you'd call your Titan in and you'd see it drop down from the sky and slam to the ground and you'd get in the Titan? Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Well, essentially, what you call in this time is not loot boxes. It's, like, supply drops. Um, so, like, different weapons and different stuff, basically, is the is the best way I can describe it. I only used the, the thing once in this tutorial. Um, when I actually jumped into a public game, I didn't get the chance to actually launch that. So, I don't know if there's more options or whatever the case may be. 
Um, you're forced to, at least from what I saw, I played about half an hour of this game. The tutorial was about 10 minutes long and you can't go straight into a public game. You have to do a tutorial first, which actually kind of helps because then you know how to play the game. Because um, sure, it's a shooter and stuff, but there's like some new mechanics and it teaches you like, okay, this is what a, a supply drop thing looks like and this is how you switch weapons and all this and that. And this is how you interact with your buddy, the thing that, that you have. Um, so it's essentially that and uh, you can call in your box and that sort of stuff. Um, and from what I saw from when I went to play, because it's almost got the same menu system as uh, Fortnite where you'd have game mode and start. You'd have them as uh, usually square and X. X would be just to start and square would be to change the game mode. Um, and I didn't press the game mode button after I was able to enter a public game. But it makes you pair up with two other players and they can like revive you and stuff like that. It's very much sort of um, Fortnite duos but with three of you instead of two of you in that way. Um, and like you can, if you get, if you've gotten shot and you're bleeding out, you can like crawl behind cover if it's available, and your teammate can come and heal you and stuff like that. Um, the shooting feels still feels quite good. I always found the weapons in Titanfall to be a bit sort of just janky and almost a bit too quick. Like you can instantly aim and instantly run. Um, and the interesting thing with this is as well, you can actually put your weapon away so you can run faster. Um, which I found to be kind of interesting, but for the most part with the public matches at least, I was just like, um, zipping to different buildings and just like aiming carefully around it. Cause if, in a battle royale game, if you just run around and jump too much, you'll get spotted and you'll get killed eventually. I know because I've done that on Fortnite. Um, so it basically feels like Fortnite meets Call of Duty in a way, but with Titanfall stuff in it. Uh, I don't really know how this is, I mean... The, the like soldiers and the design of the world and the gameplay is Titanfall, but there's no Titans in the game. Uh, again, unless you unlock them later through something that I I didn't see. Um, what are your kind of thoughts on this? Uh, well, like I've said a couple of times, we seem to be uh, in the genre of battle royales, and it seems like we get a new one like every other month. Uh, but past yeah. that, I mean, it's not really a genre that I've had that much experience with or had that much desire to play. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's new and it's free to play. That's also, you know, those are good things that are, you know, for people that are looking for something new. Mm -hmm. uh, so obviously they don't have to uh, sink a lot of money into it. Whether or not it'll dethrone Fortnite, I really don't think so. I, I think that think game so is either. just... yeah. The game is just too polished and too popular and making way too much money for mm -hmm. that to actually be an is issue with that. And also Ninja plays Fortnite and not Titanfall. So there you go as well. Yeah, that's something somebody brought up and I that's the one question I'd love to have. With everybody, with so many people being on the internet and so many people probably had some variant of Ninja as their online persona, how does he get to be Ninja Without any like numbers or weird underscores or anything like that, how how did he get early enough to just actually be ninja? <laughs> I don't know. He uh, that's, that's must, a must question I'd love. Yeah, that's a question I'd love to have answered. Mm -hmm. So I know some people have made names like Ninja Sucks and and stuff like that. Um, I, honestly, until he started doing those Samsung commercials, I had no idea who that was and never seen it before online. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's been in, the, you know, I mentioned, was it last week, that I sometimes watch, like, Game Rage videos, just because they're funny. 
Um, mm-hmm. He he's in like a couple of those, uh, and yeah, he's uh, he he from the few clips that I've seen from him because I don't look for ninja game rage uh, videos. I actually watch. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Tyrone Magnus, but he watches those videos and him. You know when someone laughing makes you also laugh. He has that effect on me, and plus you have the game rage in there as well, so it all kind of works for me. Um, so I'm watching. I only watch the ones that he's seen which have had ninja in them but he hasn't watched any ninja specific uh videos so um but uh yeah he's he hasn't seemed to be one to like throw controllers and that sort of stuff he just sort of shouts and rants and rages so um where was i going with this uh but yeah titanfall it looks interesting and i do think that um games like pubg and Anthem probably won't be able to do it, but something like PUBG and any of these kind of new games that are coming out um, that are using this uh, Battle Royale thing, they need to look at the free-to-play model. Because um, that's actually, I think, one thing that's holding PUBG back is it's, what, like £30? $35 or, or something? Yeah, it's still 30, 35 bucks, and then a third map just came out, and it's like another 15 is an expansion, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that needs to look at going free to play. But again, if it's if it's being successful and the company running that is happy with that, which is PUBG Corp, I think that runs that. Um, if they're happy enough with it, then they're not gonna probably change it. Um, but I'm just looking at like Fortnite and Titanfall and the free to the specific free to play model, and thinking that uh, more companies should aim for that because it means literally anybody can play your game that has that console. So. Um, yeah, it works that way as well. Uh, other things I've played, I went, I kept going to play Life is Strange Episode 2 of Season 2, but I haven't started it yet. Um, I played a little bit more, um, what's the game? Oh yeah, I started, uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Just a fun little, you know, platformer type thing. It very much has, and it makes sense because it's a Nintendo, you know, first party game. It very much has, like, Mario DNA in in the game as well but um yeah it's it's just a fun thing to kind of uh put on and, and play every now and again collect some bananas and hearts whenever you get hit it doesn't feel too difficult either like if i if i do mess up i do get sort of punished for it but i don't feel like you know if i go to jump on something and think i'm going to go there that I, that I won't sort of make it so it's less sort of punishing than a crash bandicoot per se but uh it feels like it's supposed to be more on the casual side of the sort of platforming genre but again if you like see some spikes and you jump over to them you're gonna get probably hit by them and and that sort of thing so um it feels sort of well balanced as well have you played any uh donkey kong games oh yeah i mean i played that back when it first came out so mm-hmm. which which one was that that was a snes game i believe okay which uh what, what did you do in that one pretty much the same thing mm-hmm yeah, but yeah, it seems, it seems kind of fun to play, and I like the, because with some of the Mario stuff that's out there, he's very, like, slippery and slow to kind of jump, and in the um, Mario Brothers Deluxe U thing, the one they recently brought out, he really kind of, like, floats through the air, and I think Donkey Kong's got this interesting balance of not being too, like, sharp with his jumps and not too floaty. He's sort of right, sort of in the middle, um, in a nice kind of balance there, so I think that's good as well. Um, and yeah, I'm waiting for Resident Evil 2 to get sent back to me. I shouldn't have sent that game back, I should have just carried on with it. But I, uh, jumped out too early, and then realised I should have gone back in, so... I'll play that when it comes out. And then in, what, two weeks or so? The 14th of February will be here, and there'll be new games out as well. So... Eight days. Eight days, yeah. Next Friday? Yeah? 
next Thursday, because today is at the huh? time of our recording. Today's the sixth. Yeah. So that puts uh, you know the fourteenth on. Uh, uh, yeah, today's Wednesday, so that'll put the fourteenth uh, on next Thursday. So yeah, so those will be out on on the Fridays, I think. On fifth. next Friday. Yep. Yep. Uh, cool. So we'll probably talk about some more of that stuff as well. Um, let's move into a bit of housekeeping. We'll see you for that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile Send her a Facebook message and get started with the program today. Today's second sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, from today we did another act, another um, actor and actress spotlight episode. If you missed the first episode, which was technically its launch episode, uh, me and Robert talked about Yvonne Strahovski and uh, Bill Murray. On episode two, me and David talked about Hayden Panettiere, or Hayden Panettiere, however you pronounce her name, and uh, Keanu Reeves, John Wick himself, um, and it was uh, pretty pretty good to do that as well. Um, we also did, uh, on the same day today, which is today as well, of course, uh, we did our preview podcast for the second half of The Walking Dead, which is for 9B, which comes back next week. But if you have AMC Premiere or Premium, whatever that thing's called, uh, you may have already seen the episode because it got released the Saturday before the Super Bowl, like the day before that episode. They released it on that service. So we also did talk about that service as well. Um, but yeah, join us for uh, the second half of Walking Dead Season 9. It should be... Interesting, at least. Not necessarily good or bad, but just interesting. So, um, what else did we do recently? Um, we did also talk about uh, potentially Keanu Reeves as Batman. We sort of uh, talked about that as a, as a thing. But speaking of Batman, with Ben Affleck recently being out of the role, uh, I did not an article about uh, just a, f- a few different selections of actors who could possibly be um, Batman. But who do you? Th- who's your number one sort of choice? Who would you like to see as Batman the most? I, that I don't know because okay. I honestly don't. I mean, I, I'm in terms of like quality of the movie. I'm probably the biggest fan of the Christian Bale run of Batman movies, yep. just because I think the movies themselves were so well done. He just happened to be in them. Mm-hmm. And granted, he's been in a few other movies that I've really liked that have been really interesting. Uh, I kind of came around on 
Ben Affleck as Batman, I was initially against him just because all the stuff that I'd seen him in, he was kind of a smarmy prick, which works, uh, you know, for the Bruce Wayne stuff of it, but just not for the Batman. I did, you know, eventually come around to him, uh, but I don't know who I would like to see as Batman. I'd have to think about that for a really long time. Okay. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so I wrote down my selections in that article as well. Uh, video game side of stuff, I reviewed Nintendo's 2018, which I scheduled to come out a bit earlier in uh, January, but uh, stuff started coming back, so I pushed uh, the review back, or forward, rather, a little bit. Forward in the calendar year. Um, but that's out now if you guys want to see what I thought of Nintendo's 2018. And that concludes those reviews, because I also did Xbox and uh, PlayStation for 2018. And that's probably our last coverage of 2018 stuff, unless we go back and review the film from 2018. Um, or, or something like that. But uh, that c- pretty much concludes that. Um, True Detective is still continuing for its third season. Um, episode 5 was this week, which also was released early because of the Super Bowl. It came out on uh, Saturday, but we got the episode still on a Monday in the UK, which is fine. Um, very good episode, and uh, there's three episodes remaining for the season. And the Good Place recently finished for season 3. It will be a very long wait till it comes back. It will be September, which gives, uh, if you haven't seen the show, and I highly, highly recommend you do watch it, uh, gives you a lot of time to watch it because the episode there aren't that many episodes and they're pretty short. Uh, apart from the like season premieres, some of them are, are a bit longer. Um, but that's NBC um, in the uh, in the US and then Netflix in the UK. Um, joining that on Fridays was uh, Star Trek Discovery. That's still continuing for season two. I reviewed episode three last week and episode four will be this week. Um, and yeah, getting a bit more of a handle on things and, and that sort of stuff and, and really enjoying the season so far so you can check that out as well. That will be on CBS All Access because they like to do that. And uh, Netflix the next day in the UK, the same way that it works with The Good Place. <clears throat> but there's still about 12 episodes left for that season so that should be interesting as well. Uh, what else did we do recently? Um, yeah, I'm seeing... Uh, have you heard of Elita Battle Angel? Have you seen any trailers for that? There's been a lot of trailers for that out. Yeah, I'm going to see that hopefully tomorrow, if I do actually get around to, to doing that tomorrow. And uh, I'll be reviewing that as well. And then the next film after that I have planned to see is uh, Escape Room, which has got Karen Page from Daredevil in it. So that should be fun as well. Uh, and then, of course, next month we got Captain Marvel, and then next month after that we got Avengers. So, uh, yeah, films are slowly coming back. There wasn't much for January, honestly, really. Uh, but, yeah, films are coming back this month, so that should be good as well. Did uh, you get a chance to see Aquaman? I did not. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I I got around to seeing it. Okay. Did Did you like it? It was a solid B. I think the uh, the CGI made everything way too distracting, <laughs> I mean, which is weird to say because um, there when there's so much CGI in like uh, Infinity Wars, but it was so well done that you just rolled with it. Okay. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case with Aquaman. It was just, it, it disjointed everything and made everything so out of place. But outside of that, I mean, it was better story than I was expecting. A pretty decent uh, a casting for pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a solid B movie. Cool. cool. B isn't great, not as in like a, a low rater movie. Okay, yeah. Uh, but that's what we got going on at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice. Oh, a uh, quick reminder, actor and actress spotlight is now on iTunes as well uh, and also on Spotify. So that's uh, available on those platforms as well. I have updated the uh, schedule page because like Walking Dead and stuff has come back. 
and I have updated the iTunes feeds page, which has all of them on there, uh, and you can use those to, to subscribe to the podcast. Let's move into the news that we have. Okay, what uh, what would you like to talk about today? Uh, well, the first thing you know, is that we've got the official sales numbers for Battlefield Five. Mm-hmm. Is not good. Um, the game sold uh, seven point three million units during the quarter, which on the surface sounds good, but this is over one million sales less than what they were projecting. Uh, they've given a lot of things that they were uh, blaming on it. Uh, the fact that uh, Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 4 still have a very, very active uh, player base. Uh, they should be happy about that, though. <laughs> yeah, you would think they would be happy, right. but People they're, still they're claiming... Yeah. yeah, they're claiming that, you know, Battlefield 1 and 4, um, the people, the fact that, uh, at, l- at least at the time of the article, Battlefield 1 had a 4 million monthly active user base, and Battlefield 4 had a 2 million active user base. Hmm. Uh, they're trying to blame that on part of the uh, low sales. Maybe um, they just didn't need to release Battlefield 5 then. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they should have just saved it or something. I don't know. I mean, because the, e, uh, the Titanfall game's uh, an EA game, isn't it? Um, so that kind of covers that. And plus they got their Battle Royale thing for Battlefield 5 coming out. I can't remember what month they said that that is, unless they haven't given one. Um, but like, it's not anytime soon. I I don't know exactly when it is. I just know it's not anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it just seems like, yeah, Battlefield Five, Battlefield Five just isn't gonna do well because like, if they they've just released this new Titanfall thing and then they're gonna release a Battlefield Battle Royale mode which will be similar to that and then they'll cannibalize their own game again. Because remember when they released Titanfall Two and Battlefield One within like a month of each other? That wasn't a, a great idea. So. I don't know. Nope. I don't know. They they need to just put one of the games in the summer or something. So, um, but then you know, there's probably contracts and whatnot stuff that we don't know about where they have to get these games out at a certain point. Um, it's funny that you said that they reached seven million and they're like, no, we needed one more. <laughs> it's like, well, you got seven, you know, and then you still got people playing your old games. So, I don't know. Um, it's kind of strange to me. What do you think? I mean, it's nothing. It's not a game that I would play anyway, because everybody that's a fan of the podcast knows that you know the online Twitch shooter thing isn't really my genre of games that I play to begin with. So it was not like they were ever going to have my sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and past that, I mean, you never really, really know why a game doesn't sell as well as you expect it. I mean, you can blame it on this. Somebody else can blame it on that. Somebody else can blame it on another thing. But at the end of the day, it's still sales that you don't have, and so you just you got to try to dig through the metrics and find the most clarity and the most accurate reason as to why it is without actually just lying to yourself. Mm. And then whatever the problem is, just fix the problem. Yeah, it's it's strange because like you know when you get smaller um, developers that are like, hey, our game reached a million after being out for like eight months or something. And then you have like these big AAA corporate companies that are like, eh, we got seven million, but we wanted one more. And then like, ah, eh, but you know, the other game in the exact same franchise has still got 
4 million and 2 million players. It's just so strange to me. But again, we don't know their earnings and all that kind of stuff and what they yeah, and, need and want. So, And plus, Battlefield Five had a really long development cycle, so I'm sure it cost them a lot of money. So yeah. the fact that they're expecting a million more sales is probably akin to what they needed to either break even or make a profit. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it doesn't say that in the article because we never see those actual numbers. Right. But it, but if they were expecting another million sales, either they needed that for their bottom line, or they were just expecting more out of their player base than they got. So it came out in what October? Yeah. So yeah. these these are sales Red for the quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Red Dead is part of it. So. Yeah. Well, because um, I was going to tie in the Red Dead numbers here, they sold 23 million copies. Uh, yeah, and like in the first week. Yeah. So. And they. And they couldn't muster seven million in a quarter. Yeah. So. so that's kind of where some of your players went. They went to the Rockstar game. Um, that's not necessarily the case. It's just you know that game had more numbers than yours, and it came out close to yours. So they might have stolen some from you. So uh, yeah. Um, but you know it's you know you have these big companies and they have their own goals. Sometimes they don't reach them, but then they still have really really high numbers for for stuff. Plus. Their their loot box stuff for FIFA is still killing it. Plus the sales of the the actual sales of those games always do really really well. So um, yeah, I even if EA are like slightly disappointed with numbers, they're definitely not low on them. So um, did you? I want to kind of kind of tie this in as well. Did you see? I think it was not released like today that Disney said, and the exact quote was like that they're happy with their relationship. <laughs> With EA, but it didn't say that they were happy with the re- like game releases. I thought that was an interesting way to like word that, because the relationship might be good, like they might be kind of friendly with each other or whatever. But clearly, what EA has put out for Star Wars must be disappointing to Disney. So, um, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean that's one of those things that, but with the Battlefield thing and the fact that we haven't had a non battlefield star wars game that wasn't a lego game yeah and honestly i don't even know how long it's been a very long time was it force unleashed 2 last one that had a one that had a story you mean and wasn't online yeah yeah it might have been force unleashed 2 i don't i'm sure there that, must have been one that came out after, after that War, didn't it because those yeah, are, yeah those are much newer than those um, that that was towards the end of the uh, the Xbox 360 cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you play those? Yeah, the Force Unleashed one was a very fun game. Um, it also had like the best obscure reference for an achievement that I can remember in a long time. What, what was it? In the prequel, uh, well, not in the pre, but in the you know before the pregame when you take over the character that. Jason Whitwire um, mocaps for uh-huh. you actually played as Darth Vader, yeah, and you could force choke and force fling stormtroopers <laughs> off of a ledge mm-hmm. and make them fall to their death. And if you did that to ten stormtroopers, you got the achievement of worst day shift manager ever, which was a reference to a really old uh, YouTube series called Chad Vader Day Shift Manager. Huh. And it was basically a dude cosplaying as Darth Vader, but it's like a grocery store day shift manager. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, in terms of a Star Wars game that has a narrative that doesn't have multiplayer attached to it, because of course Battlefront 2 did have a campaign and a story, but it had multiplayer as well, it probably was Force Unleashed 2, unless you count like the Force Awakens uh, Lego game, which I don't really think we're counting here. So, 
Well, yeah. I mean, there's still Star Wars property, but mm-hmm. I don't count anything that's a Lego game in the sense that it's that's not like making a Star Wars game. That's making a Lego game with a Star Wars skin. Yeah. Because you take all those Star, all those Lego games, and then you strip away the skins. They're literally the same game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do slightly different things in slightly different ways, but they're literally the same game. It's the skin that makes them enjoyable to whoever is enjoying that franchise. And I got no problem with that. If you like a franchise, you like a Lego game, you are not hurting me at all. Yeah. But it's it's not an original story because they all follow the plot of whatever movie they're they're skinned off of. Mm-hmm. So there's no original story to it. There's no anything else to it. It's just another Lego game with a new like refresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. What else do you have to talk about? Uh, well, there's been some rumors, and according to a new leak, Xbox Live is coming to Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android. Uh, according to a page for the GDC panel, which is coming out in a couple weeks, uh, for Microsoft, Xbox Live, growing and engaging your gaming community across platforms, across iOS, Switch, Android, and PC. Uh, Polygon captured the description of the panel before it was removed which said uh, Xbox Live is expanding from 400 million gaming devices and a reach to over 68 million active players over 2B devices, which I'm not sure what 2B is. It might have been like a translation uh, uh, error or something like that or just like a different thing going on. Maybe, yeah. Um, But it's not outside of the realm. I mean, if you listen to um, the Major Nelson podcast, he's talked a couple of times about xCloud, which is a way of doing Xbox things over like a cloud-based service, so doing it like with your your tablet and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that it's entirely possible they can come up with some ways to game signed into your Xbox Live account through other devices. So would this mean like you'd get games with gold on Switch? Would this mean that like you get achievements on on Switch? There's a lot of like possibilities here because. There's a lot of possibilities and a lot of things that wouldn't really make any sense. I mean, there's not too many uh, games that are Microsoft or Xbox games that would run on a Switch. Yeah. Um, and, I, and it's just one of those things that we know enough that it's intriguing, but we don't really know enough to where it could actually do anything. And that's one of those things that since they do have a panel... For GDC, mm-hmm. it's just one of those. We're just gonna have to wait until yeah. uh, GDC is out. Yeah, because I mean, like, would uh, you get Game Pass for Switch and then start playing Halo on Switch? Like, you know, um, it's it's a weird thing where like you're essentially porting a live service of of a system to another console, and like, would those games work on Switch? Would they like run? properly would you have to like what does any of that mean so um because that's that's the first couple of things i saw people say was like oh would you be able to like do games with gold games and that sort of stuff but they'd have to work on switch um i think the most basic explanation is you'd get achievements because you could probably work some way of doing achievements for like third party games um and then you the, the most obvious thing is like your friends list and stuff so like if you're playing if you want to just play Donkey Kong and you know you don't, there's a game you don't really have to listen to. And then if you want to talk to your friend over like Xbox Live Gold and they're playing Gears of War Five or something, that could feasibly work. 
Uh, and then, and then, would the chat system of the Xbox Live Party work within Switch? And then you could just like plug in your headphones or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what what do you kind of like want from this? I don't know. I mean, I don't really have anything that I would need it for. I don't own a Switch, and I don't see myself getting a Switch anytime soon, just because. I mean, there's there's some games that I want to play. I just I'm not gonna have the money anytime soon to buy a Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, speaking of speaking of games on the Switch, I'd like some advice because uh, uh, I really like Zelda. I'm gonna keep playing it. I haven't played it for a couple of months because you know other things just just came up, and I actually forgot I had the game for some reason. Um, it's because I had it on the side where I store my other stuff, and I just don't often look over there for my for my other games. Um. I've got to the point where I've defeated two of the, I forgot what they called them. Two of the the beast things. You guys will know what I'm talking about if you if you. The divine beast. Divine beast. That's it. Thank you. Um, and you're a, you're able to fight Ganon whenever you want. Apparently, you can run straight to him from the start. I don't actually see how you can do that, but apparently you you you, you like you feasibly could, but I don't see how you could survive getting over. Do you know what I mean? Like like the pathway is open to you, but you have so many obstacles in your way. Um. Because basically, I tried to go over to him with however many hours I'm into the game with all my shields and stuff, and I still died from that. So I don't know how you would get Link with just his pants on and a tree twig and go over to to uh, Ganon. But anyway, um, I've defeated two of the Divine Beasts, and the other two, because there's four of them, you defeat all four of them, and then you can fight Ganon. But like I said, you can fight him apparently at any point that you want. And I just thought, like, okay, I've defeated two of them. I just want to go over there and see if I can get over to uh, to Ganon and uh, beat him or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and there's a lot of, like, guardians that are um, guarding the place. And they're very, very, very difficult to, to fight against, at least, at least from what I've um, done and stuff like that. Um, but the other two Divine Beasts are ones where there's, like, a lot of heat and ones where there's a lot of cold. And... Um, I've got a uh, heat and cold uh, outfit things, but I need some other w- some other method of defense against those weathers, and I'm not sure where I'm supposed to look for that stuff. You can make certain recipes to where you can like cool yourself down or heat yourself up or whatever, but they only last for like three minutes, and I don't think that's going to really work. So if anybody has any advice as to how what I should maybe do next, because I don't want to just give up on the game, I do want to see it through and, and see the ending. And that sort of stuff. And it's a very, very good game as well. Um, uh, that would be really, really appreciated. Um, but yeah, I th- it's interesting because you can actually go on iOS and you can download the PlayStation app, for example. And you can like message your PlayStation friends. You can, I think you can buy games off the store. Like if you log into your account and you have your primary PS- PS4 um, set up, it will automatically download those games to there. I think you can yeah, log into the store and... Um, download and and buy games and stuff so unless it would just be like the xbox app would be on switch but those are already on ios and stuff so this is obviously something something different so because otherwise they wouldn't have necessarily said it would be out on ios and android because those apps the xbox the xbox app itself is is already on there um so i i don't know and anything else you want to say about this uh no i mean that's just one of those things that we're gonna have to figure out uh what we're just gonna have to wait for GDC until uh, when is that? And so, uh, when is GDC this year? Hang on. Okay. 
Uh, March 18th to 22nd, so next month. Okay, cool. So not not too long to wait. Um, no. But no, if they can find a way to get like Games of Gold and Game Pass working on there and stuff, then that'd be really good. So, um, it it also it is kind of also another way to say, hey, you don't necessarily need an Xbox because PC and Switch and iOS and that sort of stuff. Plus, with I guess you could plug in a controller, but there's no way you could get Halo to work on an iPhone. That that just it wouldn't happen. Because I, I also did I talk about this before, but I did download Fortnite for my um iPhone and there just wasn't a feasible way to move with the left and right stick basically and shoot. Um it worked on there, it ran like really well, but in terms of the controls, like how I said I was suspicious of that before, as to how that would work with all the different building buttons and weapon swapping and all that sort of stuff. I found it very, very awkward to uh to use. I don't know if you've used a uh, Fortnite on on iOS. No, I don't really game with my phone outside mm-hmm. of like game games that are designed to be on a phone. Right, so like tap screen stuff, yeah. Um cool. What else do you want to talk about today? Oh well this is the weekend that the semi private beta for the division two starts. Uh it officially begins four AM Eastern time, February second, and then runs through four AM Eastern time, February eleventh. Uh, in order to get access to the private beta, you would either have to have signed up and gotten a code on the division's website or pre-ordered the game. I completely forgot about pre-ordering it, getting the code, and then canceling the pre-order. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to play the division beta unless um, I got... Because they were giving away codes if you watched the Inside Xbox yesterday on Mixer. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to check my Xbox yet, so I don't know if I got a code or not. If I did, I'll definitely play it and report back to you. If not, then you know it is what it is. Uh, it's a 45 gig download, so mm. not unexpected of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, according to the uh, article that I'm reading, the the beta is basically going to focus on the very very early in-game stuff and setting up the base of operations much like in the first division where there was the base and then you did things to improvement um for the division two since it's set in dc your base of operations is the white house which is gonna it's kind of cool yeah that's pretty cool yeah and then the game itself launches in full on march 15th Mm mm-hmm I was listening to uh, the Game Informer podcast last week. I'm actually a couple of episodes behind. I forgot that I wasn't subscribed to it on my new phone because uh, I had to go and resubscribe to all the feeds. And I was like, hey, I haven't heard Game Informer for a while. Why have I not done that? And I wasn't subscribed. Um, but yeah, I went and resubscribed and listened to their 2019 anticipated games. They talked about The Division 2 and uh, I'm not sure which one was, was saying which thing. But one of them was like, you couldn't do a game in, in the White House because of like schematics and stuff. Um, but I think whoever it was on that podcast that said it, like, I can't remember which Tom Clancy, which, uh, Splinter Cell game it was, but at the end of one of them, you do fight in the White House, whether it's some sort of makeshift version, where the rooms, like, maybe changed around or or something, um, but I I think you're allowed to do games with the same mechanics of the the White House, aren't you? Yeah, that's one of those things that falls into a weird category of you can and you can't. Obviously, you're not going to get the full blueprints and schematics of the White House because you got to figure that that's classified information. But yeah. the White House is a public building, essentially, and public tours go through it all the time. If the president is not using the Oval Office, you can actually request to go into the Oval Office if you're part of an official White House tour. That is something you can do. 
um, just as somebody going on the tour. So, mm-hmm. and I'm sure people have been in there enough that they can ballpark, you know, the rooms in there. Right, um, but probably not all of the rooms. Probably like yeah, it, it's not. Yeah. It's not going to be a two-scale accurate <laughs> schematic thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that's the same with any building. I'm sure um, Buckingham Palace is the same way. Yeah. I doubt that there's any game where you have a one-to-one scale accurate replica of Buckingham Palace. Mm. I don't know if there's been a game set in there before. There might I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure at some point there's been mm. been games set in there, but I really doubt they've let people in there with like. Uh, tripods and laser <laughs> measures and um, yeah. surveying equipment. It's like, okay, this room is so many meters by so many meters by so many meters. Okay, on to the next room. I don't think that that's happened. Yeah, I yeah. can pretty much guarantee you that that hasn't happened in the White House. Yeah. Um, but past that, I mean, my only real issue is, and we talked about this on a previous podcast, is that there's so many different versions of the game. I mean, you got the standard edition. Oh, yeah. Phoenix. If you buy the, uh, <laughs> yep. If you buy the digital edition, uh, the gold digital, you get the three game, three day early access and the one year pass. If you get the regular gold edition, you get the three day early access, the one year pass, and the steel book. And if you get the ultimate edition digital, you get the three day early access, the one year pass, the elite agent pack, the battles worn secret service pack, the first responder pack, and the capital defender pack. <sighs> <sighs> Um, and all those other packs you are available. And you get the schematics in the White House. Yeah. 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 And, and if you get the uh, um, Nicholas Cage version, then you get the Declaration of Independence with the treasure map on the back. Yeah. <coughs> Ooh, but right. in all seriousness, yeah, I just had a, a dry mouth there moment for a second. Uh, Division 2 is a game that I want to play at some point. It's not like mm-hmm. Anthem to where I did a little bit of it and I'm like, Okay, that's what that game is. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. Once they figured out what the division could be, then the division was a, a fun game because I pre-ordered the division one, uh, played about halfway through the story, and it just wasn't in the greatest state that it was. And I actually returned the game, and then like four months later, it was on like a on a flash sale for like half off, and so I bought it digitally, and I wound up finishing the game and doing a lot of the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, the issue, and it's not really an issue issue, but the thing with that game is, is that, you know, they, after the launch, everything past that was for post, uh, post story content. So it's all like, you know, either doing the PVP, which I can do, but I'm not the biggest, biggest fan of, or the raids, which I could never get one off the ground. Yeah. And so there was like, a good half of the game that I never got to experience because of one reason or another. And that's my only real worry with the division two is that that's going to be the same case. You know, I'm buying a whole game and only going to be able to play half the game. Yeah. Um, so my, my plan's the same as Anthem, which is if it has a single player story campaign, um, then I will play through that and, and go from there. I did engage in some multiplayer with the division two, uh, the division one, sorry. Um, but it just, it, I sort of just like, fell off of it um plus it had that problem where like my friend at the time was like 10 levels higher than me and none of my guns really worked with that uh with the enemies that he had um or or if he was in my game it was too easy for him and he was just like breezing through some of it um not like you know standing in the street and just shooting everyone but he was able to kill enemies a lot easier um but yeah if it has a similar like plot maybe to uh to the first one or or, or something like that um, I'll I'll go through and play it. 
Um, I might actually, because I never finished the first one, the campaign, I might actually go through that again and, and see if um, a campaign's worth finishing. I don't know, because I was, I was somewhat near the end of it, and for some reason I just stopped playing it, so maybe that might be worth jumping back into. Plus it would kind of train me a little bit for to get back into the sort of groove of that game. Um, mm-hmm. That's something like March something, or like May something? The Division 2? Yeah, yeah. Next week. Next. It's the 15th. Oh, is it one of those ones? Okay. Yeah. Cool. And the other, and one of the other reasons why I was kind of interested, and we talked about this like a good five or six months ago, was they were doing special events for uh, you know in-game skin content in the Division One that would carry over to the Division Two. Mm, yeah. And so it wasn't like you know going from Destiny One to Destiny Two to where there's like oh everything you did all that work fuck that that don't work that don't count. <laughs> they were definitely being more friendly towards the fans. Of saying, we know you put all this work into this, so we're having these special events. And doing these special events will unlock the specialized content in the next game. Mm-hmm. So I at least can give uh, Ubisoft respect and props for that. For not trying to shut out the work and time that the fans did in the first game into the second game. Yep. Uh, if you want to listen to a bit more of a sort of Division enthusiast, uh, I know that Greg Miller likes the game quite a lot and he said he's like all in on division two so i assume their games cast at that point uh or next week or the week after whenever they release it usually on a monday um i'm sure he'll talk a lot about that as well um i think their new co-host fran is playing that possibly although he said he's quite into anthem so i i don't know that's that's up to them so um cool what else do you want to talk about today uh well i mentioned it earlier we had the uh Inside at Xbox uh, event. This is the first one of the year. Uh, A lot of stuff came onto it. I'm just going to touch on the highlights if you want to see the whole thing. Um, It's on demand. Well, it's on their mixer on demand. So if you go into the mixer app and you go for the Xbox channel, you can see it on demand. Yeah. Uh, Some of the big things is that they're trying to build up the hype for Halo. Uh, So they've got a thing called the Halo Outpost Discovery, which is going to be a live-action experience for Halo. Um, So it's going to be like a traveling uh, tour, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be in Orlando, Florida on uh, July 5th, 6th, and 7th. It's going to be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on the 19th, 20th, and 21st. Uh, It's going to be in Chicago, Illinois on August 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Then down to Houston, Texas for the 16th, 17th, and 18th. And then finally in Anaheim, California on the 30th, 31st, and September 1st. And there's going to be a ton of stuff that they're doing. There's going to be a Hall of History, what they're calling a ring experience, which is um, basically a lot of the live-action props that they've done for the very different, various different uh, things for the Halo games. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a VR, a training ground. Uh, so basically, oh, just think paint. Yeah, just think laser tag mixed with VR. Um, for Halo. There's going to yeah. be, a, yep, yeah. for Halo. Uh, there's going to be a flight simulator called Pelican Training. Uh, there's going to be a, a, a target range, although I really, really doubt it's going to be like live ammo. I'm sure it's going to be like lasers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, post exchange and marketplace. So, like, unique memorabilia, swag, uh, collectibles, things like that. Uh, there's no, there was no announcement for a new Halo game, but they're, they're obviously got something in the back burner. Mm-hmm. Well, they got um, Halo Infinite 
on, on yeah the but so. it's not like that's going to come out within the next couple three years you don't think so definitely not this year maybe <laughs> next year but definitely not this year well, we'll see them um, at, at E3, I suppose. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, they'll definitely be a presence at E3, but uh, yep. I just think they the, they pretty enthusiastically said that after Sony said we won't be there. Xbox was like, "Hey, we'll we'll definitely be there." So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure they have a lot. So um, yeah. Um, so have you have you ever gone to anything like this? Long, long time ago. Um, do you even know what the Nintendo World Championship is? No, but I yeah. This is before your time, so I'm okay. not surprised that you knew about it. This was a a big uh, marketing slash gaming event that Nintendo ran a long time ago, um, to where they had a, a special cartridge made to where you played a little bit of the original Super Mario Brothers one, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of a racing game, and then you finished off with Tetris, and it was a score event for all three games. All right, and then. Um, they had events going to different towns to where, you know, the top people that would score would compete, and then the top people of those scores would go, like, to the national events. This was a lot. This was, like, 89, I think, is when I competed in this. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, that was 1989, so that was before you were born. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, before I was born. Um... The only, the next kind of event thing, or yeah, the the first kind of event thing I'm planning to go to is uh, the Walker Stalker Con, which is in at the end of March. It's actually like the last day mm-hmm. of March. Um, but in terms of like other events and stuff, I've never really been to to anything like that. This sounds pretty cool, <clears throat> especially the whole um, VR like Halo paintball kind of thing. That might be might be quite good. It it will probably be intimidating to like some people because you'll be thrown into this like alien type of weird world or whatever i mean vr the first time you put it on is a little bit intimidating because it's like you've just been like moved to another world uh which might sound a little bit dramatic but um it, it is literally kind of like that but which is funny because like outside of that vr helmet is the normal world and probably like your room or whatever but um yeah it's just the strange thing of like you put this thing on and it feels like you've just like moved to somewhere else um, so some some people might find it a little bit intimidating with the Halo thing, but um, I'm sure it'll be it'll be pretty good. So uh, that'll be good as well, and it's a good way to them to sort of market Halo a little bit because it is still, although some people have said like you know it's died off a little bit, which it has. Um, it's still a very very important franchise for for Microsoft, so uh, they're gonna try and keep it alive, which makes sense, obviously. So um, you don't take yeah. a, you don't take a successful franchise like that and be like, hey, no more of that. So um, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, did you ever yeah, did and there you was play no, much of uh, the, Halo 5? I played some of it. I got about halfway through the story. It just never really clicked with me. Yeah. And yeah. as of right now, there are no uh, um, uh, announced dates for anywhere that's not in the U.S., but you would think that they would do that at some point because it is a global um, franchise. It's definitely yeah. not limited to the U.S. So Yeah. Cool. What else did you have from this uh, event? Uh, well, the the other really big announcement was the new games coming to Game Pass mm-hmm. in uh, February, March. Uh, so if you uh, if you're a Game Pass member, these are some of the games that uh, you're look you can look forward to. Uh, the uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is coming to Game Pass on the seventh. So that's tomorrow at the time of the recording. That's the newest uh, one, isn't it? That's the newest one. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, if you never got around to playing The Walking Dead, the first season of The Walking Dead is coming to Game Pass also on the 7th. Um, Batman Return to Arkham, which is a remaster remake of both Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, is coming on the 21st. Obviously, Crackdown is uh, coming to the 15th, if you have that as a game pass. A uh, couple yeah. other games, DeBlob, uh, Pro, Pumped, BMX Pro, neither game I'd heard of, but those are you know, part of that uh, listing, so those are going to be cool. I played some of that game, and then it just made me want to play Trials, because so, it's a bike game, and you have to balance it, and that's what Trials does. So um, I played a few other kind of, I don't want to call them clones, but bike games that have been similar. I think I talked about one before... Uh, that I played on Switch, which was th- essentially the same type of thing. You know, you're 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 going through essentially an obstacle course with a bike, uh, and you have to balance your way through. But yeah, nothing can really seem to do it the way that Trials can. Um, but there's another Trials game coming out fairly soon, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I played. So I think I think I actually got to the end and then just didn't finish it because it just completely stopped hooking me. Um, Walking Dead season one. Obviously played that a long time ago. Uh, the Blob never had interest there. Um, I don't know whether to play Crackdown or not. It's just, I've, I've seen some of the gameplay and stuff and seen some of it, and it doesn't look like a game that's for me. But people that want to, like, jump into, like, a, it, it will serve the sort of Just Cause audience. People that want to be, like, destructive and get combos and all that kind of stuff in, in an environment sort of setting. Especially with the, the, uh, building destruction stuff. It will suit that Yeah, audience, it was a game's, uh, me, the first so. one... The, the first crackdown was games with gold at some point, so you might want to actually yeah. just check your library to see if you have it without... You might have it and not even realize you had it. Hmm. Um, and I'm sure... I've heard rumors that it's going to get on a f- free-to-play this weekend, but I haven't seen anything official yet, which would actually make sense for either one or two to be on a free-to-play weekend the, the weekend before the game comes out, you know, get people pumped up for it. Mm-hmm. Is it on Game Pass? It would make sense if it was on there I, as well don't know if the original crackdown ever got moved to game pass like i said it was a games with gold um but then again people might have adopted or gone to the xbox platform after that fact so yeah. that's one of those things you'd have to check your store mm-hmm. um what about you crackdown i enjoyed the first crackdown it you know it was a very cathartic game i mean sometimes you just want to blow shit up mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, you'll get in those moods over those days that I don't want a story, I don't want detailed plot, I just want to see things go boom. Yeah. And that's usually when I'll get into the... Exp- well, I have a whole section of movies I like to watch, I just call it the explosion section. <laughs> a, lot of Mike- a lot of Michael Bay stuff, as much as I beg on him for his terrible storytelling, right. he does make things go boom very, very enjoyably. Yeah, and quite frequently. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quite, quite frequently. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, did um, so they didn't mention this uh, Xbox Live on Switch thing in that event then? No, they didn't really. I mean, they're still focused on the 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 X Cloud and the upcoming GDC next month, so mm-hmm. they didn't really let a whole lot of anything like that slip. Yeah, they could they could go hand in hand quite well, obviously. So yeah, um, I do think that Xbox is looking more to be like a platform with software as opposed to a console with games. And I'm not, yeah, I'm I mean, not trying to feed into the old Xbox that doesn't have any exclusives. I'm trying to talk about like putting gold and Game Pass on on different systems and doing this whole X Cloud thing and and all that kind of stuff. It seems like that's more the future that they're looking towards. 
Um, yeah, and any of their first-party games that are designated as a play anywhere, if you buy them on your, your Xbox, you can play them on your PC. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't really know yet. Obviously, they've decided to do that, so they see some benefit that way as well. Uh, and they've made, um, they had, uh, was it Game Pass as a dollar or a pound for like two months? So, yeah. Uh, well, it might have been one month, but I think we both renewed it twice, didn't we? For the, for the one Yeah, month. I've done it twice. Um, yeah. And, and their big thing, which we've talked about several times, is the backwards compatibility. And I had a thought about that that I'd forgotten about before. Okay. And people say that, you know, you can just buy old consoles and then buy old games. And yeah, you can absolutely do that. But that's still a physical console and a physical game that you have to store. Uh, and if it's something going all the way back, like the original Xbox or the PS1, uh, if you have a newer TV, you might not have the inputs to do that. Because most of the inputs, especially on the newer TVs now, they do you know HDMI and then maybe component. But I don't even know if uh, you can do component on some of the older stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you... Mine's got uh, three HDMI's and two component things, or it's got one where it has the three split leads, and then one where it has the big Scott thing. So, yep. um, I have actually plugged my PS2 and GameCube into there, but I've just plugged it in so that the wire is like available on the other side. So if I hook those consoles up, I don't have to reach around the back of the TV. Um, so yeah. if I want to get those out, uh, but the consoles themselves aren't actually hooked up. It's just for my like future convenience, I suppose. Yeah, plus if you buy all that stuff used, Microsoft doesn't get any of that money. Whereas to where they make something backwards compatible, mm-hmm. you don't want to go through the hassle of tracking down a used game store, tracking down you know, your old console with your old controllers and all that stuff. You just want the convenience of, hey, I'll just spend 10 bucks. You know, they get their cut of that. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Uh, the only other thing that came out of that, I mean, they announced some new bundles, which you knew they were going to do. They announced some other stuff. The only right. other real thing is, I don't know if the numbers are down, but they are desperate to get people into Sea of Thieves because they announced I guess the, the Sea of Thieves are a bit low, maybe. Yeah, they announced the Sea of Thieves Friends Play Free program, to where if you own a copy of the game, you can go into the Sea of Thieves Friends website. And then get play codes for up to three people. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So is that like a like free code to own the game or for a Game Pass like version? It does, the article doesn't say. Okay. Um, they didn't really go into that much detail. It would make the most sense to be some kind of like free pass version to where you know they could play it for like a month or whatever, uh, or some kind of Game Pass thing. But it's entirely possible that you could just give three copies of the game to your friends. Yeah. Because usually, I've seen... usually when I hear like Greg Miller or whatever talk about getting codes for games, which sounds similar to this, is literally a code to go and just download the game and own it. Uh, obviously, yeah, but obviously with him and stuff, it's for you know embargoes and and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean that's how they do reviews and that's how they have the game played in advance. And plus, yeah. they're in that rare group of people that they give them free shit for the sake of giving them free shit in hope of getting free advertising for it. So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's uh, quite strange. So, um, but yeah, if you want to do that with your friends, I guess you have the opportunity to, to do that as well. Um, cool. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Or, no, uh, that's all I, I had. My thing? 
Um, Alright, I'll move on to my thing. Um, so yeah, I did have Titanfall written down and uh, Xbox Live on Switch, which we talked about. Again, we don't know much more than what we've guessed. So, um, Crash Team Racing uh, or Nitro Fueled, whatever you want. I'm just going to call it Crash Team Racing because that's the easiest way to call it. Um, had some new gameplay this week. They had did have a trailer that came out that was like a minute long and showed some bits and pieces of gameplay. And then there was a bunch of different gameplay just released. Uh, if you want a good comparison video, uh, PlayStation Access, which is the UK uh, PlayStation channel, uh, they've got like a side-by-side, well not side-by-side, it actually jumps between the PS1 gameplay and the, uh, I guess, PS4 gameplay versions. Uh, so you can like clearly see the differences literally as the same characters are driving or whatever. Um, looks really fun. It looks like it obviously looks really really good. Um, I'm assuming like the same engine as the Insane Trilogy, and it's probably the same engine that's uh, used to make the uh, the Spyro games. What were they called? The Reignited Trilogy, I think that was called. Yeah. Reignited yeah, I think Trilogy. it was Reignited. Yeah, and then the uh, Insane Trilogy for Crash. I mean, the thing that would make sense is you know if you keep these two franchises, you've remastered them both. There's no, I don't think there's any other. Sparrow games to be remastered, and this has like some of the spin-offs and stuff. I, I don't know. Uh, outside of the th- the three games, I'm not really all that in touch with uh, Sparrow. Um, but of course, you have the Insane Trilogy and the Sparrow Trilogy, which you can actually get as a bundle, or you can buy them separately. It's up to you. Um, to use the engine to make uh, you know team racing, and then to probably use that engine to make um, Spyro Four and Crash Four, I would imagine. Um, unless there's any other like old platformers that uh, Activision can get their hands on, they can do remasters for those. Maybe um, I don't know who owns like Ratchet and Clank right now. I know that they they had a 2016 remaster for the first one. I, th- I I'm not quite sure who that was done by though. If I'm if I'm being honest, um, but some of these like really old PlayStation platformers, if they can like maybe buy the licenses to some of those. They can like maybe remaster some of them as well because there's a lot of those platformers around and, and sort of out there. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it looks pretty fantastic, and, uh, sure it's not Crash Bandicoot 4, but it does look like, you know, a faithful sort of remaster and re readaption, whatever you want to call it, uh, of the, of the older kart racing game, so, um, what's, uh, I know I've asked you your thoughts on Crash, but what's your kind of, like, history with the, the games? Pretty much none, I mean, mm-hmm. Crash was pretty much exclusively to the PlayStation platform, uh, before... <laughs> And I never really gamed that much on my PS3 uh, outside of uh, Infamous and a couple other games. So um, I don't really have any kind of history with it. But like I've always said before, if it's something that you really like, you know, jump on in. It more power to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, but uh, yeah, it looks really great and everything. And uh, I'm I'm still looking forward to it. I'm still, I'm looking forward to like trying the game online and stuff, and um, seeing what the the tracks look like and everything. I don't have any recollection of like the old tracks. I noticed some people in because I'm joined to a few different Crash Bandicoot groups. They're like, oh, that's that old level and that old level. Um, I do recognize a lot of the levels from the actual platforming trilogy itself, like some of those, like with the the Coco levels and um, her um, her water levels, basically. Uh, with the with the speedboat thing and some of the other ones, but in terms of the team racing one, that's one that I I didn't really engage with uh, the team racing as much as the the trilogy. I remember actually playing, which is odd because I remember actually playing the uh, racing one a little bit more than uh, Crash Bandicoot one, two, and three. Um, 
because yeah, my kind of strange history is like obviously what I've said before. I watched my sister and my dad play the trilogy, um, and I saw all, all different levels there. Um, the first time I, the first actual time I ever got my hands on Crash was the uh, Wrath of Cortex thing, which was the recent game that I played that I said was basically Crash Bandicoot but with no soul. Um, and I played like half of it, and I didn't really like it very much because. Well, the reasons I... I liked it in the past because of reasons that I explained in the future, basically. Um, but, uh, and then, yeah, I remember... I do remember playing a couple of levels of the um, team racing stuff. Because it was, like, simpler for me to, to play at that age. Because it was like, hey, drive this car. This is this is the accelerating, accelerating brake button and steer the car. And that was about it. Um, one thing that's kind of u- unique... Uh, about this racing series as well is uh like when you sort of jumping and skidding around the corner i know mario kart has like a similar feature but the cars the little carts in team racing do have this little sense of like bounce to them um and it looks like they've done that kind of uh well as well um there's some people pointing out that like you can't see dingo dial's tail but it's like okay is that really gonna like ruin your experience you know um whether his tail was like sticking out in the past game and people are, like missing that detail or whatever, but <clears throat> um, I'm I'm still looking forward to it. So we'll see how it all goes. Uh, June twenty first, I think that that is. I think that's the right date. It's either June or July twenty first, um, and I'll jump in and and try that as well. Uh, but I think that's everything we wanted to kind of talk about this week. I was on, I was more on the gameplay side of stuff, obviously with uh, Titanfall and everything, but um. Yeah, it's interesting because the game isn't out for like another, what's that, like four months or so? Five months? About, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's good that they're already showing gameplay and um, it's funny because the last like week before the Insane Trilogy came out, they were showing like video after video after video. They were almost showing like the whole game. Um, So I wonder if they're going to do, I mean, there's like no spoilers or anything, you know, it's not like... It's not like if The Last of Us gets near its launch date and you start showing levels for gameplay for the last section of the game or something. Um, so it's like fine to show that with these games because there's like, I mean, it's a kart racing game and it's a platforming trilogy. There's not really much that you can spoil. Uh, it's more of a case of like showcasing the game. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's all we have for you this week for Random Gaming Talk. Thank you all very much for listening. We do have some small plans for episode 150, which is in two weeks' time. Of course, I'll probably talk to you at some point, like, off-air or, or whatever, uh, about what if you have any ideas you want to do for that. Um, if- uh, real quick, I just checked my Xbox. I do have an invite into the Division 2 beta, so I will be playing it and streaming it over the weekend. Cool. So look out on uh, mixer.com slash oldguygaming. I think you have called yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it's mi- Mixler, isn't it? Or is it Mixer? Am I... Mixer, M-I-X-E-R, so. Yeah, Mixler is the audio thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, check out that as well. Links in the description to, uh, or links in the show notes, whatever you want to call it, to uh, Robert's streaming thing. So check his thing out on the weekend. Um, you can find all the rest of our content on entertainmenttalk.org uh, and, of course, the podcast on the po- podcast platform of your choice. If you'd like to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Amazon affiliate link, that's where you can shop on Amazon. We'll get a small cut of what you spend, and it won't cost you anything extra. So that's a great way to support us as well. iTunes feeds, please do rate, review, and also subscribe to them, because then you'll get the episodes sent to you when they get uploaded to the uh, feed. Because, um, of course, I send them to the RSS feed, but then iTunes has to pick them up. Um, but please also rate and review them as well. That will help help them to get shown in the charts. 
Uh, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Uh, share them, retweet them, social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff that will help us to get shown and listened to as well. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention, there was a new episode of the uh, chat podcast last week uh, where I discussed like January and some personal bits and pieces and other stuff as well. So you guys can check that out as well. Um... What else is there? Uh, oh yes, video games. If you'd like to watch me, Robert or David play different video games, as I just said with uh, Robert, he's got one on Mixer, and me and David got Twitch streaming channels, so you can check us out there as well. Um, I recently finished a couple of PSVR games, um, or one, actually I finished uh, Headmaster um, a couple of days ago, which is the football heading game. I'll be reviewing that soon, because I also have to review uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and Resident Evil 2 at some point, so look out for those in the future as well. Uh, but that's what we got for you this week. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.